Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching and evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website, evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Welcome to this week's episode. Today I want to talk about the basics of AI and chat GPT in evangelism. AI standing for artificial intelligence. I've been using chat GPT for a while for a few things, including gaining some clearer understanding on the information in this episode today. I will say that if you're going to use AI or chat GPT, you need to know your stuff. It's not infallible. It's, it's giving responses that from all the information that it's been programmed or the data that it's been fed. So you need to know your information as well. It's not a time where you just get all this information back, but you don't use your own brain. Now, like any technology, it can be used for your benefit or it can be used in really wrong ways. But don't close your ears as a Christian to AI and chat GPT. In the past, many Christians have been the ones to slam new technologies or ideas. It's not all Christians, but it is some. Don't make that mistake. Christians slammed hymns, can you believe, when they first came out. An article, in fact, in Christianity Today said that in England in 1707, Isaac Watts published his classic collection of hymns and spiritual songs. In the New England colonies in 1707, no church organ had even been installed. The first singing instruction book would not be written for 14 more years, and hymns and spiritual songs would not be reprinted until 1720. While the new hymns were being written and sung throughout England, many American churches and ministers opposed them. Not until well after the middle of the 18th century did English hymns achieve a significant place in American worship. So we need to be careful that we don't just have a reaction to this conversation about AI and chat GPT. So this is just some basics today for you in terms of AI and chat GPT in evangelism. Here's five key things that you need to know. Number one, AI refers to the development of computer systems that can perform tasks that would normally require human intelligence, such as learning, problem solving, and decision making. AI can be applied to a wide range of fields, including healthcare, finance, and education. ChatGPT is a type of AI technology that is specifically designed for natural language processing meaning it can understand and generate human-like language. 
It's an intelligent chatbot that helps automate chat tasks. Its name is the acronym for Chat Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. ChatGPT is an AI language model developed by OpenAI. It can be used to create chatbots, voice assistants, and other conversational interfaces that can interact with humans in a more natural way. And as I said, I've been using ChatGPT, and I want to encourage you today to, if you haven't been to check it out, to Google up ChatGPT, maybe start an account with OpenAI and just explore for yourself without just canning it completely. Number three, AI and ChatGPT are not inherently good or bad. They are simply tools that can be used for a variety of purposes. It's important to consider the ethical implications of using AI and ChatGPT and to ensure that you are being using it in a responsible and ethical manner. Now, without delving into that, once you go check it out for yourself, you'll start to come to some realizations of what may or may not be ethical. There are potential risks, and number fourth consideration, there are potential risks and limitations to using AI and chat GPT. These include the risk of bias and discrimination, the potential for privacy violations, and the risk of job displacement. It's important to be aware of these risks and to take steps to mitigate them. Number five, as a Christian, it's important to consider how AI and chat GPT can be used to advance the gospel and spread the message of Christ. These technologies can be used to create evangelism chatbots, personalized outreach campaigns, and other tools that can help to reach people who may not have been reached otherwise. However, It's important to ensure that these tools are being used responsibly and ethically and that they're not being used to replace the importance of personal connection and relationship building in evangelism. So please hear some new things today without just throwing everything out. ChatGPT, when it comes to evangelism, is really great at answering some of the hard questions that maybe your friends may have about Christianity. And you can have a conversation with ChatGPT and ask those questions that friends may be asking. That's just one simple way that I would encourage you to get started. Here's five ways that AI and ChatGPT can be used by churches in general. Number one, communication. ChatGPT can be used to provide a more personalized and responsive communication channel for church members and visitors. For example, it can be used to answer questions about church events, services or programs or to provide pastoral care and counseling. Now, I'm sure you've engaged with a chatbot online where it's simulating a person and you're asking questions, whether it's about your Telstra account or your Foxtel or whatever it is, there is a AI that's involved there. And so those can also be used in answering questions for people coming to church, 
etc., etc. in general. Outreach. AI and ChatGPT can be used to expand the reach of the church by providing resources and information to people who may not be able to attend services in person. For example, it can be used to provide online sermons or to connect with people on social media. So there are some great ways that churches can be using this. Language translation for churches. ChatGPT can be used to provide real-time translation services for non-native speakers or for people who speak different languages. Isn't that incredible? This can help to make the church more inclusive and welcoming to people from diverse backgrounds. And content creation as a fourth point in terms of how churches in general can use AI and ChatGPT. AI can be used to create content for the church, such as videos, podcasts, or blog posts. For example, it can be used to transcribe sermons or to create captions or subtitles for video content. Now, you may have some audio from your sermon at a church, and you can take a section of that and put it into ChatGPT and ask ChatGPT to turn that into 250-word blog posts, for example. So it will help create the content, uh, more content for your church. Now, that's pretty exciting, but as I said, you've got to engage with it. It will give you some information back. ChatGPT, for example, will give you an answer to questions that you put into it. However, you need to know your stuff. You need to read over that with your human eyes and you need to interact with it and slightly alter it to make sure that it's correct. And I think that's a simple example of how we could engage with this. Administration. AI can be really helpful to automate administrative tasks for the church such as scheduling or organising events, managing finances or tracking attendance. So there is some great possibility when it comes to how churches can use AI and chat GPT. Let's talk about some churches globally that are using AI and chat GPT well. Now, both of these are relatively new technologies. There are not many churches that are currently using them extensively. However, there are some examples of churches and Christian organisations that have just started to incorporate these technologies into their outreach efforts. Number one is Life Church, Life.Church. This is the big Oklahoma-based church has developed an AI-powered chatbot called their Church Online Platform Assistant. It's designed to engage with people who are attending their online services. The chatbot can answer any questions. It can provide prayer support and help people connect with others in the church community. It's incredible, and I guess Life.Church have led the way in the online space for a while. Bible.com. This is an online Bible study platform that uses AI to provide personalized Bible study plans to users based on their interests and reading preferences. The platform uses machine learning algorithms to analyze 
user data and make recommendations for further study. So it's very powerful and it can be used for the good. Hymnary.org. This online resource for hymns and worship music has developed an AI-powered tool called Hymn Matchmaker that recommends hymns based on the user's input of a favourite hymn or song. The tool uses natural language processing to understand the user's input and generate relevant recommendations. God Tools is an app. The app was developed by Crew, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. It uses AI-powered chatbots to engage with users and provide resources for evangelism and discipleship. The chatbots can answer questions about Christianity, share the gospel message, and provide access to Christian resources. That is amazing, and I'd encourage you to check it out. And Global Media Outreach is an online ministry that uses AI-powered chatbots to engage with people who are searching for information about Christianity online. The chatbots can answer questions, provide resources, and offer support to those who are seeking to learn more about the faith. It's important to note of course, that the use of AI and chat GPT in the church is still in its early stages and it's important to use these technologies in a responsible and ethical manner. As I've been saying, churches should carefully consider the potential risks and limitations of these technologies and ensure that they are being used to further the gospel message in a positive way. So let's talk a little bit more about this truth that we need to use AI and chat GPT responsibly and ethically. Here's a couple of thoughts about how we could go about that. Number one, be transparent about the use of AI and chat GPT and provide clear explanations of how they work and what data they collect and use. That's very important for churches. I think also for individuals and ministry to be transparent about how that's being used. Secondly, Ensure that the use of AI and ChatGPT is designed and implemented in a way that avoids or mitigates bias and that promotes fairness and inclusion. And the only real way I can see around that is that, you, again, you know your stuff and that so use these technologies in areas that you have a good understanding of and so that you can massage, you can add things, take things away as needed. A third point when it comes to this area, regularly monitor and evaluate the accuracy and reliability of the use of AI and chat GPT and make the adjustments as necessary. So it's this is a whole new space for churches, for ministries, for individuals when it comes to evangelism, but evaluate. You know, it's all new. We're all starting out together. I want to encourage you again, don't throw everything out, but just start to learn a little bit, but monitor it for its accuracy and its reliability and and make the adjustments until you're happy with how things and you feel this is correct and how we're using it and how it's being useful. 
And lastly, be accountable for the outcomes of your use with AI and chat GPT and ensure that you're complying, obviously, with applicable laws and regulations when it comes to this area. So there's a lot to consider when it comes to using AI and chat GPT, but please don't just throw it all out and say, hey, I'm not going to be involved with that because in five years' time, this is not going to be the current conversation. Lots of people will be highly engaged. Do you remember when email came out? I can remember that. People saying, oh gosh, no, we're not, we're not going to use that. We're not going to be involved with that. And now email is just second nature. I can remember when churches started having websites and that was like people are like, oh, we can't go that direction. We can't be online. And now you go a long way to find a church that does not have a website. So it's new technology. Let's not throw them out. Let's consider what they can offer, understand the risks, understand where the gaps are, but continue to move forward in our understanding. I want to finish this episode today by giving you an example of myself using ChatGPT. So go to chat.openai.com and that's where you can sign up for an account and everything. So I'm having a discussion with ChatGPT, who is like a, a human. It's not a human, but it's assimilating a human response. And I'm asking it questions. So I, I typed into the chat, how to use ChatGPT to answer objections about Christianity. So that's all I wanted to ask it. And this is what came back to me. Using ChatGPT to address objections about Christianity can be a helpful tool in engaging in thoughtful conversations. Here's a suggested approach, and it gives me seven points. Now, you judge for yourself the seven points and how they could be helpful. Are they helpful or are they not helpful? I thought that that was a very good response here that helped me personally when I'm thinking about answering objections that people have. Number one said back to me, listen attentively. When someone raises an objection, take the time to listen carefully and understand their concerns. This demonstrates respect and shows that you value their perspective. Tick, that's so true. So that's helpful for me. I've used the chat GPT. I've asked it, how can I use you to answer objections? And number two, it says, provide empathy and understanding. Acknowledge the person's viewpoint and let them know that you understand their objection. This helps create a safe and open space for dialogue. Tick again. This is fantastic. This is really helping me as a Christian know how to handle people's objections. Number three, offer a thoughtful response. Utilize chat GPT to generate well-informed and reasoned responses to objections. Remember that ChatGPT is a tool and its responses should be evaluated critically. Incorporate your own knowledge and understanding to ensure accuracy and relevance. Again, what a great third point it's given me. Number four, it says provide biblical perspectives. Share relevant biblical passages or principles that address the objection. Explain how the Christian worldview offers a perspective on the issue raised. Again, what a brilliant point that it's given me. It's like I'm talking to a person and they're giving me some good counsel. Now, 
All of this so far, I think, is good. Number five, it says to me, share personal insights and testimonies. Offer personal experiences or testimonies that may help illustrate how Christianity has positively impacted your own life or the lives of others. Authenticity can be influential in addressing objections. Well, amen. That's so true. I need to hear that. Number six, recommend additional resources. Point the person to books articles or reputable websites that provide more in-depth exploration of the objection. This encourages further study and provides opportunities for deeper engagement. Again, a great sixth point that ChatGPT has given me on how I can help answer objections about Christianity. And number seven, encourage ongoing dialogue. Invite the person to continue the conversation and express willingness to address any further questions or concerns that they may have. Foster an atmosphere of respect and openness. I love it. Seven great points that ChatGPT gave me about how I can answer objections about Christianity when people raise them. And at the end, it says, remember, the goal is not necessarily to win an argument, but rather to foster understanding, plant seeds of faith and create opportunities for further exploration. Engaging in respectful and empathetic conversations is key to addressing objections effectively. That is amazing, right? So it's not all doom and gloom. Let's not throw it all out. There's some really good stuff that we can um, gain by engaging with AI and chat GPT. So I hope this has just been some basics, real basic stuff today for you. But I want to encourage you to go to chat.openai.com and check it out for yourself. Just have a little play, ask some questions. I will say that when you ask the questions, the more information that you can give to ChatGPT, the better. So make your questions specific and then see what answers you can come up and explore with how this can help you as you reach out to the world around you. So I hope this has been helpful. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Don't forget to check out onmissionwithgod.com. Love to see you in the course this year. Have a great week and see you next time. Oh